Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, hello and welcome to Following On on TalkSport 2. Myself, John Norman, alongside Steve Harmison, looking back at the first day's play in the second test match uh, between India and New Zealand. A delayed start thanks to a wet outfield, meaning we didn't start until after the lunch break, which had been taken a little early. Uh, 78 overs uh, in the day, which ended up being 70. Uh, India winning the toss, deciding to bat first, and uh, a host of changes for either, well, actually, no, for India, three changes for India, uh, and one for New Zealand. The big one, though, was for New Zealand. Uh, Vera Kohli back for India, but Kane Williamson missing out for the Black Caps, and uh, he's set for a spell on the sidelines. Um, two other changes, as made mention, for uh, India with uh, Giant Yadav uh, coming into the side in place of the injured Ravindra Jadeja and Mohamed Siraj playing instead of Ishan Sharma. Um, and as I say, 70 overs to reflect on here on the following on uh, show on TalkSport 2. Okay, before we uh, get going though, uh, Harmy, there has been some breaking news in the last few minutes. It'd be good to get uh, your views on it. Uh, We've heard uh, during play, of course, but uh, uh, Yorkshire deciding, um, Lord Patel deciding, I suppose, uh, to uh, completely change the the management structure or the coaches structure of the side. Martin Moxon, director of cricket and uh, first 11 coach Andrew Gale, have left the club today in addition to all members of the coaching team and a new director of cricket will be appointed imminently 
alongside a new coaching team, which is uh, to be recruited. So, uh, yeah, big changes at Yorkshire. Uh, and Lord Patel uh, seemingly very keen to make some big decisions uh, and to make uh, wholesale changes at the county uh, following what we know has occurred uh, over the last few years. Not surprised that they have gone after what happened with the Azim Rafiq stuff. You know, Andrew Gill was, um, I think he was more or less put on guard and leave straight away for some, for a different incident. Um, but then obviously Lord Patel's come in with a, a basically a clear plan of, of clearing this lane. And one an additional um, thing that's happened, they've, they've removed the, I think there was a, a lot of these counties have a, a medical team, which isn't, isn't, part of the isn't owned by the club um it's sourced out and and brought in and that's been removed as well i think when you read between the lines wayne morton i think he is in charge of that company he was supposed to go in front of the mps and he didn't he didn't show so that tells you that the medical team has been removed as well as the the coaching staff it's no great surprise it's where they go from now it's always for me it's always this whole situation now is rebuilding people's trusts, educating people who have, who have, who are being un- uneducated uh, on on the world of change in sport, and I think it's now moving forward and where they go from here. And like I said on air earlier, there are plenty of candidates either from Yorkshire or you know that live in this area that potentially could take over at Yorkshire. I'm thinking what Richard Dawson's done for Gloucestershire, um, and he's now got his foot in the camp with. England Lions, he could be somebody who could be tempted to go back. You've got to remember, this is a massive county. It would be a huge thing on your CV if you turn Yorkshire into a club again, which people can not only just trust, but produce England players. Thinking the likes of Ian Harvey, who did well with Richard Dawson down at, um, at Gloucester. And one of my old mates, I'd love to see him get the job. I know I think he went for the Warwickshire job. I'd love Otis Gibson, who's international um, experience, as well as, you know, played for a whole host of, of, of counties in county cricket, whether it was an overseas or during the cold pack, um, international experience with South Africa. So, and he's now with Bangladesh. So somebody like Otis Gibson or John Lewis, that's been around Durham and been successful from this area, understands what's going on. But they need to move quickly because, you know, the season will be here very, very soon. And to get a director of cricket and a chief executive into place, um, that's not going to be easy, as well as getting your coaching staff and your players ready for what will be um, a very tough start of the season because all eyes will be on Yorkshire once the season starts in April. Let's uh, have a listen back, though, to uh, some of the highlights from TalkSport 2 uh, today. And we, as I may mention, there was no play in the first session. We only got uh, we got 37 overs in, though, between lunch and tea. Three wickets falling, 111 runs scored. Uh, let's hear how it sounded on TalkSport 2. Somerville in. Down the wicket comes Shubman Gill. He used his feet beautifully and slog swept him over deep mid-wicket for six. It's caught. Doesn't matter because next ball, Abby hasn't even come on to explain the stumping. And next ball, Shubman Gill has pushed the ball outside of stump. Got a nice edge, carried beautifully to Ross Taylor. What an incredible two balls. New Zealand lose the wicket. New Zealand get that wicket back. 80 for one. AJ Patel, left arm finger spin again around the wicket. Yeah. And he's bowled him. He's bowled. Chitesh for Fajara. He's come down the wicket. Abby is 
furious at the back of the box. Yeah, it's an absolute beauty. He looked as though he's all in sea there, Pajara. This is a chance of an LBW here. And he's given it. He has. He's come forward, bat and pad. It's beaten him on the inside part of the bat. Coley has reviewed that straight away. Coley thinks he's hit that. If it's bat pad both together, oh, it's close enough to yeah, frame bat frame. pad close together. Can you please Does take it back with the on frame decision? And then now. Virat Kohli is out. You're frame. going to be hearing about this for a long time. Shreyas Iyer is out in the middle. India are 80 for three. And Ajaz Patel is on fire. This one is chopped away. And uh, Will Somerville is after it down towards third man. But uh, the ball always had too much pace on it. Even though it's slowed down as on its way to the boundary. That's 50 for opener Mayank Agarwal. It's taken him a bit of a time to score his 50. He was struggling in the last seven or eight tests. He was just averaging 24 in the last eight odd test matches. So that's going to do world of good to his confidence going forward. And the afternoon session, well, getting off uh, to a... To a Poor start for New Zealand. First off, Kane Williamson ruled out the test and in all likelihood he's not going to be playing much cricket for quite some time. Tendonitis in the elbow, problems with the tendon there. I mean, you know, he's a batsman. Um, but have you, uh, in your experience within the game, you know, this does seem to be a problem that's afflicted him for a while. It's, it's flared up again. Is it just one of those things that you can never really get, get rid of as a, as a batsman? I don't think so as a batsman because I think you know the tension you grip in the bat. Um, they say they say tennis elbow goes as quick as it comes. It just it just seems to disappear. Um, but you know, in my experience, I can think of, of Sachin Sachin Tendulkar had it a lot, especially when I first came into the game. My first Test series was against India, and Sachin was overcoming tennis elbow. Then Nasser Hussain had it a lot, um, in in somebody I was, you know, that was close to in my team and that was painful. Um, you know, he never smiled at the best of time, Nasser, but in the, in, you know, the time I first came into the England side, he wore that, you know, the, I think it was the magnetic band on his, on his, you know, just below his elbow. Kian Williamson's always got his elbow strapped up, but they mustn't think it's too, too bad because, well, saying that Sudrisers was up, we'll always, you know, retain him, but, you know, Sunrisers of, of Hyderabad have retained them for the next round of IPL as one of their four players. You know, you look at what happened with Rajasthan with, with Jofra. If they didn't feel as though he was fit, they probably wouldn't have retained him so, for the tournament. So, yes, he might have a little period of, of rest and recuperation, but I don't think it, it's going to keep Matt too long because I, I would imagine if, if Sunrisers didn't think they were going to have Kian Williamson for the tournament, they wouldn't have retained him in the auction list. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking and put two and two together. It might have come up with six, but he'd be a big loss for be a big loss for New Zealand in this Test match because, you know, not only his leadership, um, tactical nous, but I think New Zealand will need his, his batting and his run scoring in this uh, in this game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Especially as they lost the toss again. I mean, um, that that was another big blow, wasn't it? I mean, India are... Uh, it's 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 not first eleven now, is it? I mean, you're missing five or six first team players, and then again, uh, whilst Rahane might have been fortunate have been to have been injured rather than dropped, Shadeja would have played. He he missed out as well. Ishan Sharma, um, but with the return of Virat Kohli, the form of Ayer, all of a sudden, it looks a, a it looks a better, a, a stronger batting lineup, and Siraj coming in for uh, Ishan Sharma. Just meant winning the toss again was uh, uh, could possibly be another big moment in this test match. Yeah, it is, and you know, especially when you look at you get to you get to a break and you know, you're eighty for one, and you're thinking right, we've 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 done a good job here. We've nullified Saudi, who were bowled very well again at the start, well, but very well throughout the day. Um, I thought the way the Indians treated spin and the dismissive of uh, and this is of Will Somerville. Uh, you look at this India side, no matter who they pick, they're a, they're, they're, a, they're a fantastic side and are largely down to the IPL. I keep going back. The experience that these young players have gotten and again, played under pressure in, in big stadiums, big occasions, in the IPL, stand them in good stead throughout their, their whole career, never mind their test career. So as I have gone and get 100 in, in Kampur and, and Mike Agarwal, he looked very, very good. He looked very, very accomplished. Overpitched. He put it away through extra cover. When the spinner came on, as soon as he took it above the eye line, bang, straight out down the ground. Whether he hit him through the extra cover region or over the top of the extra cover region, straight back down the ground, he was very dismissive of the spinners. So I think all in all, India have, have had a decent start, but come back for me to team selection for New Zealand at, at 80 for three with with Neil Wagner in the side and not Will Somerville, you know, they might have been able to sort of penetrate the, the middle order of India a little bit quicker, as well as try and, you know, different techniques, you know, to test the ticker. So I, I look at the India, the New Zealand side, and I think they've missed a trick by not playing Wagner 
uh, I look at the Indian side and say, look, you know, there's been there's been chances given to young players who have taken them, who are now putting even more pressure on Ajinkya Rahani, who's not in this side, and Pajara, who, to be fair, he just run past the straight ball. Um, so it just shows you what the pressure is on on some of the older players, but some of the younger players, they look as though they're thriving, being given a chance. Yes, I mean, look, India lost three wickets with a score on 80, but, you know, at times... Uh, Somerville, in the first Test match, he was accurate without looking threatening. Patel was expensive, but he did bowl wicket-taking deliveries and he took two wickets as well. This time around... But Somerville was wayward and he didn't look threatening. Um, and he was hauled out the attack. I mean, he's bowled less than 10 overs uh, on the day. OK, it's day one of a test match. You, you can't be too over-reliant on the spinners, but it is a little bit mystifying um, that Wagner didn't play when you saw how toothless the spinning attack was in that first test match. So, look, he may turn it round. Um, he may play a part with the bat. We shall see. Uh, what did you make of the uh, the batting of um, a goal? Who, who uh, Mike Agol, who, who went on to score a, a much needed century? Because you do talk about the pressure. There was certainly pressure on him, uh, because of course these guys have only got a couple of chances to make uh, make it count before the likes of Kale Rahul or Rohit Sharma will be back in the side. Um, but, uh, where did you or how did you feel he, he went about his business today I thought he played really well I thought he, he early on he he pushed out one or two that were you know the ball moving from from Saudi I think anybody would Rowett would have I think um, Keir Raoul would have um, but you know you, you earn the right to score runs I've always said that something you hear me say quite a bit you earn the right to score runs and I thought he did that I thought he overcome that new ball period um, when the spinner came on, he hit him downtown, blazed him out of the attack, made that Latham had to go to uh, a fourth, fifth, uh, sorry, a fifth and sixth option in uh, Ratchin Ravinder and, and Daryl Mitchell, and then bring Salvi and Jameson back on when he probably didn't want to. Um, and that's the, that is the art of, of batting, basically. If there is a weak link in the, uh, in the attack, you punish it. And I think that's what, I think that's what Agarwal did very, very well today. I think Shubman Gill tried um, to be a bit more proactive and positive in that partnership when when he got out. I think then Agarwal took it on. Um, and I think it was just making sure that he, he identified what bowl was there to hit, what area was there to hit them in. You look at Pajara coming out of the wicket, look all at sea, miles away. And there was a couple of, of others. You know, even Sirashaya came down the wicket. Wasn't sure which which way he was going to hit it, whether he was going to go leg side or offside. Never got that from Agarwal. He, he came down the wicket, he had an idea. He wasn't bothered about the ball spinning away from the bat. He knew he was in the right position to cover the spin and hit the ball through you know, the line of the area that he was going to do it. I thought it was a, a very, very accomplished innings. Uh, watchful at the start, I think respectful in, in getting to a point of you know, 40, 50. And then from there, when it was ready to take you know, the spinners downtown and really put pressure on the Indian bowlers, uh, sorry, New Zealand bowlers when there wasn't anything happening. Then he did that very, very well. He's faced 246 balls for his 120, uh, a proper test match innings, in my opinion. So looking ahead to day three, uh, day two, 
what are New Zealand going to have to do, apart from bowl them India out, obviously, what kind of score can they possibly manage when you look at the weather forecast, you know, the rain, which is, was a problem for the first session, it's not going to come back again. Um, with the bowling attack that they have, it looks a huge stretch to see them taking 20 wickets uh, in this match, unless, uh, you know, India perish chasing quick runs, declaration runs. It's... Um, and. It's frustrating in a way because it almost feels like it's a, it's a problem of their own doing. Although, admittedly, you know, if Williamson did play, then Mitchell wouldn't, and you'd imagine that Wagner would have played. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure on that because I, th- I still even still still think if, if Williamson played, then it was still a, a choice to, to to pick to pick Wagner. I still think you could have picked you could have picked Wagner in that. Um, I look at it tomorrow morning. Again, you, your your old cliche is you've got forty five minutes till the new ball, and it's can you get to the the new ball with pressure on? Can you nip a wicket out? Can you get Agarwal out before the new ball comes? Because if you get Agarwal out in the first forty five minutes of tomorrow morning, whether it is Saudi a little burst, Jameson a little burst of two overs each, and then the spinners come on, get themselves ready for that second new ball. If all of a sudden our Ashwin's in with Axar Patel or uh, Yadav, then all of a sudden that new ball then reduces that total of 350 down to 300 straight away because yes, they can bat, but can the bat with a new ball moving around a little bit because that's what the new ball has done. It did it this morning, did it up in Camp Hall for the majority of the time that New Zealand had it. So they'll be hanging. That's what I was trying to say at the end of commentary there that New Zealand might want to be able to, might want to just nip a couple of overs out with a spin just to bring that new ball closer. So the batsman doesn't give themselves a chance to get in and get set for that second new ball to come. Um, New Zealand will just be wanting a breakthrough. Get rid of Agarwal before that second new ball. Then they'll feel as if they've got a chance of getting New Zealand, uh, India out for under 320. If all of a sudden Agarwal's in and he's still going, Widerman Saha, he's not going to take the game away from you. But if he can stay in and hang in there and bat for 20 overs and take take a little bit of sting out the second new ball. All of a sudden, these bowlers that can that can bat a bit, the more positive players that then can take the game away and you're potentially looking at 350. So, you know, that new up until the new ball is a crucial time. If in New Zealand make an inroad, then they might be able to nip them out for 300, 320. And then all of a sudden, it's game on. Well, look, you can never rule uh, New Zealand out, so we shall see. India finishing day one, 221 for four. Uh, after 70 overs, they, of course, uh, finished that day one of the first test match. Um, let's have a quick look. What was it? It wasn't too far off that, actually, I don't think. Uh, 258 for four. And uh, they lost four wickets uh, very early on on day two. So we shall see. Southie's playing, of course. He could do it again. Uh, to find out whether uh, it uh, eventuates like that, well, you'll have to join us here on TalkSport 2 from 4 a.m. Saturday morning uh, for the first session of play. Steve Harmson, Abhishek Junjunwala, uh, Jarrah Kimber and Neil Manthorpe and myself, John Norman. But for now, thanks for listening to Following On. Oh. Doesn't matter because next ball, Abby hasn't even come on to explain the stumping. And next ball, Shubman Gill has pushed it a ball outside of stump, got a nice edge, carried beautifully to Ross Taylor. What an incredible two balls. New Zealand lose the wicket. New Zealand get that wicket back. 
80 for one. AJ Patel, left arm finger spin again around the wicket. Yeah. And he's bowled him. He's bowled to Cheshwar Tadara. He's come down the wicket. Abby is furious at the back of the box. Yeah, it's an absolute beauty. Looked as though he's all in sea there, Pajara. This is a chance of an LBW here. And he's given it. He has. He's come forward, bat and pad. It's beaten him on the inside part of the bat. Coley has reviewed that straight away. Coley thinks he's hit that. If it's bat pad both together, oh, it's close enough to yeah, frame bat pad frame. close together. Can you please Does take it back with the on frame decision? and then now? Virat Kohli is out. You're going to be hearing about this for a long time. Shreyas Iyer is out in the middle. India are 80 for three. And Ajaz Patel is on fire. This one is chopped away and... Uh, Will Somerville is after it, down towards third man, but uh, the ball always had too much pace on it, even though it slowed down as it, on its way to the boundary. That's 50 for opener Mayank Agarwal. It's taken him a bit of a time to score his 50. He was struggling in the last seven or eight tests. He was just averaging 24 in the last eight-odd test matches. So that's going to do world of good to his confidence going forward. Down the wicket comes Agarwal's slice drive. Over long off for six more. Oh, there's an edge. This could be out. This is out, Harmy. He's got an inside edge. Oh. He's come forward to defend this. He's got a little nick onto his pad. And somehow it's just bobbled up as gently as you will ever see to Tom Blundell, who is very quick in this. Shreyas Eye has gone for 18 from 41. Here is Sejas Patel. Down the wicket comes Saha. And he's going to get off the mark with a six. <laughs> oh, well. 18 balls it took. And he thought, OK, I'm obviously not going to get a single. I'll have to take half a dozen, all in one go. That one is driven, lovely shot through the offside. Wide half volley, and it's 100 for Mayank Agarwal. It's gone to the boundary. He leaps into the air and punches it with delight. A test 100 is a test 100. That's down the wicket and driven straight back over, long off for, for six more. What a shot. That shut me up. He is not playing for the closer play. OK, the umpires have called the session. Uh, bad light has uh, taken us uh, off the field. It's been a, a very, very good day for Mayank Agarwal, who finishes 120 not out. 221 for four. Ajaz Patel, the only wicket taker. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.